You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast, a spiritual lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your soul guide, Sabrina Riccio, kundalini yoga teacher, spiritual mentor, and modern medicine woman who's on a mission to anchor in heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week where I gather some of my favorite spiritual leaders, goddesspreneurs, and changemakers for some authentic conversations about all things spirituality, wellness, what it takes to build your empire, and so much more. Over the years, after my deep kundalini awakening and a series of events like being struck by lightning, it's been loud and clear that part of my divine purpose here is to share with you the tools and the guidance that supported me along the way. My mission here is to empower you to navigate through these changing times with ease and grace as you go forth and align to your soul's destiny while staying true and real along the way. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sovereign Society podcast and get ready because we're about to go in deep and come out the other side stronger than ever before. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm so stoked to be here with you today and today's episode, oh, I've been so excited to share with you. Tara Mackey is one of my favorite people on the planet. She's become a really good friend an amazing soul sister, and even having this conversation that you're about to hear, it just felt really good to know that there's someone out there who understands and sees the world like I do, and just feeling like, oh, I'm not alone on this. And she's been blowing up. She's been all over lately because she is sharing such a powerful message. I mean, come on, it's not every day that you're prescribed to 14 prescription pills and then you're able to completely wean yourself off of it using natural remedies. It's so amazing. She's a boss babe. Like, she's like, wait to hear this conversation. They were saying like, oh, why don't you run for city council? And she goes, no, I can't because then I can't be an activist. Like, come on. So I'm just really excited for you to tune into this episode because... This woman is the real deal. She has a massive Instagram following. She's written two best-selling books, Cured by Nature and Wild Habits. And this episode, we just talked about wild habits and how she's allowed those habits to really generate a wild and free life for herself to be Tara Mackey, who we see. And it's just really amazing because when you hear her story, it's wild. She essentially was raised and was born on drugs and you know this has been her journey and this is what she's been able to conquer and after really healing her chronic illnesses and being able to get off these medications she's really a leader in the consciousness movement to really help people reclaim their sovereignty to honor where they've been to understand that you are not your story you are not your upbringing and you have the power to design the life that you want and so I'm just beyond thrilled to share this episode with you. We literally talked everything from activism to women in business to diversity in business, which is something that is coming up a lot lately. We talked about sustainability with composting and plastics and being aware of the type of products you're using, if they're glass or what have you. We talked about cannabis, and it really was interesting to me to see how her editors, you know, they've really, and their publishers really pulled out of, her books talking about cannabis because they thought it would 
disrupt the brand and what her message is. And, you know, for me, I am such a huge advocate for cannabis and psychedelics for mental health. And it was really challenging for me to hear that. But, you know, now that she's talking more about CBD and cannabis and in this episode, she was even talking about, you know, MDMA and things like that. And she's understanding and she's seeing the power of these medicines and, it's just it was an honor to be able to hold space to have her really share her truth about something that she hasn't really been able to talk about much especially in her books and as someone like myself who's really worked and navigated through a lot of mental illness uh you know i just really am grateful for tara's commitment to really speak up and to really share and just really be real about what's going on and so She's writing books. She's a public speaker. She has this really amazing blog called The Organic Life, and that's where she started her holistic and sustainable living platform. And she also has an organic beauty company called Genetic Skincare. And let me tell you, I've she gave me some bottles, and I've been using it, and it's so amazing. And I just, I just love this woman so much. And so she's also a singer, like literally all that. She's the epitome of like, a goddess panor, a boss babe, like she's just shining so much and she's down to earth, which just makes it so much more huh, real, you know, and it's really challenging for me because as I've dive, been diving deeper into this world of, you know, self-help and all these things, there aren't a lot of people like Tara here that are real, you know, there's a lot of people that are following this false light and you know, kind of selling this brand of what spirituality is quote unquote supposed to look like. But Tara is a living example of just being a real woman. So in this episode, we discussed how she saved the trees in Tory Pines. We talked about the power we the people have in local politics and sustainability, which is massive right now, because I know a lot of us are feeling really defeated with what's been going on, but we have the power. And so to be able to have a real intellectual conversation was amazing. We also talked about her transformational journey to reclaim her health and her sovereignty by changing her habits, which is really, even listening to it, I was like, damn, like, allowed me to really reassess in my life, perfect for this dark moon we're experiencing right now before we go into eclipse season, and just, we're in the middle of a really potent time in human history right now. So we also talked about the wild method, and this is what her whole book is based off of, and it's going to change your life, I guarantee you. We also talked about honoring your sacred temple and space, especially as an entrepreneur and a public figure, because you can't always be in the limelight all the time. You also need to make sure you're filling up your cup. Talked about diversity in business, being aware of our plastic intake, how cannabis and psychedelics are medicine, connecting with nature to witness the synchronicities animal totems and how they're here to help us understanding life as a journey and that you are more than your diagnoses that is massive you are so much more than this label okay and of course we talked about honoring your gifts to share with the world so go follow Tara Mackey right now if you haven't already like you're living under a rock go pick up her book all the links are in the show notes and I'm just really excited to see who's listening so send me a screenshot tag Tara and I um, and use the hashtag Sovereign Society Podcast and let us know, let me know how, you know, I'm getting so many messages from you all about this podcast and how it's really changing your life. Share with me in your Instagram, in your lifestyle, using the hashtag Sovereign Society Podcast or using the hashtag Radiate Your Radness. 
to share with me what you're experiencing, to share with me what you're witnessing, because this is, I'm here for you all, and I want to see what's supporting you, what's inspiring you, what is helping you get out there to like really show up and share your medicine with the world, because guess what, the time is now, there's no more bullshitting, this is a time for us to live fully, this is a time for us to live authentically, this is the time for us to step up. The ball is in our court. We have the power. And it's about us really showing up. This is about us really being like, you know what? I am responsible for my reality. I am responsible for my life. And this is what I'm here to experience. This is what I'm here to witness. This is what I'm here to share. And I'm not playing small anymore. And so I want to share an episode from episode, a review from iTunes uh, from episode 44 that someone shared. And she says, Sabrina, I recently uncovered your hidden gem of a podcast about two months ago. Since then, I've been completely hooked. Your passion and love for what you do is shown over and over again throughout your work. You've inspired me in so many ways. And I literally put it out in the universe that one day I'll be, a podca- I'll be on your podcast as a guest. It truly resonated with me. And when you said now is the time, I no longer need to be healed. I need to share my light. So thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, girl. I love you. Much love, Safari X. I really appreciate you. It's It's been a blessing to really share this medicine and to show up for you time and time again, all of you. And I wanted to share a little moment of gratitude because I am getting rid of my soul activation sessions, which are my one-time sessions that I do with people where we really tap in and we're transmuting, rewriting the story. I'm focusing more on group work. I'm focusing more on Thrive. Big news, Thrive is going to come back next month. I am going to keep Thrive going because I believe that, you know, we there's no certain time frame of when we're only going through these journeys. They can happen spontaneously anytime. So I want to be here to support you. So every two months I'm going to be launching Thrive. The content will be active for you. Every week we'll be having group calls. And I'm really excited. A lot is shifting here. I'm focusing a lot more on conscious business. I'm focusing a lot more on how to serve. I'm focusing more on sustainability. There's just a lot shifting for me right now. And I want to thank you for your patience and thank you for being on this journey with me and being part of this experience as I've been really transmuting and becoming more and more sovereign every day, more and more of my highest self every day. So essentially, I'm giving a giveaway out for the month of July. Anyone who leaves a review is going to win and be in an opportunity and a chance to win a free 60-minute soul activation session with me. So anything that's coming up for you, we're going to heal and transmute it. This is over a $200 value and I'm excited to be here with you to support you. So all you have to do, the directions are also in the show notes, but essentially subscribe to the Sovereign Society podcast on iTunes and on Spotify um, and leave your review on iTunes. And once you leave your review on iTunes, send me a screenshot over to hello at shamanasagadesa.guru and you'll be entered to win. Even if you've left your review re- before, you can send your screenshot over um, to my to hello at shamanessagadessa.guru and you'll have the chance to win. I have a lot of your entries already because anyone who leaves a review also gets my free ebook, Sadna, and that's going to help you 
to really set yourself up to cultivate this daily practice and ritual to create new habits to help you align to your highest self. So again, anyone who leaves a review between now and the end of July will be getting an, oppor- an opportunity I'm going to announce on August 1st who won um, my free soul activation session with me. And then after August, I am getting rid of the one-time um, soul activation sessions because I'm really honoring my energy and I want to be able to support you more through here on the podcast and support more in my group activations and my one-on-one sessions um so a lot like I said a lot is shifting and this is me really honoring my boundaries and honoring my energy so that I can continue to do this work and support you all so enough of me I'm really excited to be sharing with you this episode with Tara Mackey this is chapter 46 all good things are wild and free with my girl Tara enjoy let us know what you're what how you feel let us know that you're listening and send your screenshots over and let's dive in enjoy okay so I'm super stoked about this episode with Tara Mackey here because we've been trying to have this episode for months right and I was in San Diego after Desert Hearts and I was like dude fuck this like I'm gonna like do it live with her and hang out with my home girl yeah and it's so funny because it's like down the street from my old apartment from when I last lived in San Diego so I'm having a lot of um, nostalgia and also like heart chakra healing and I'm like okay cool like picking up where I left off with like my people and my tribe because like yeah I love Joshua Tree I love the nature all that but like my people are out here in San Diego yeah we got nature we have tons of nature so much nature so much nature that this goddess like saved the trees yay (laughs) i'm so excited i'm really really excited that those trees are still there dude because yeah they were sdgini was trying to cut down almost 100 trees including endangered tory pines and um i showed up at the town meeting with my you know one of my best friends who's an anchor for fox news and she dropped a mic in front of them and she's like what what what, you were gonna do what (laughs) and we just started grilling them and then I hired a master arborist to come out and assess the trees and the master arborist who'd worked for SDG&E the the power company previously um, came out and said all the trees were healthy and you know I presented that at two other town meetings they never they have never come back to a town meeting since we dropped a mic in front of them bye (laughs) by the way they've never come back but I've gone back and just made sure that you know because now they can't do it without getting it passed through the community planning board so I just show up at all the community planning board meetings like I love you so much (laughs) like I just live there now and it's funny because she has like a tent hanging out just you know she just lives there I just live there now she's got a kombucha on top there (laughs) I know. I told them, I'm like, I'll start bringing champagne and beer. Like, it's not, we don't have to make this a boring thing. Yeah. Um, but I party. just, I come now just to make sure that they're not going to go do anything sneaky. So, and the, the, um, the city council has become really good friends. We've become very, very good friends and they really appreciate all, all the work that I'm doing. And the reason that I'm not, and I do encourage everyone to vote this year. It's an election year and please, please, please vote. But the reason that I did not run for city council this year was because, city council told me not to (laughs) um literally because once you're in the government you can't take up activist causes like this like Ah. i wouldn't be able to say i want to save these trees because like you just can't really have like opinions anymore so they were like if you want to keep doing this work like stay out of politics i'm just like 
<laughs> I had no idea you were even considering ready for city council. I'm always yeah. like, God, this bitch is like a queen. <laughs> like I literally see Tara and I'm like, she has so many hats and she just slays it every time. And now she's like, oh, you know, I'm just like running for city council, but not, you know, because I was advised not to. So I can continue to be an activist. I'm like, this bitch is amazing. <laughs> oh, you're like so I funny. aspire. Like she gave me the hustle cup because we're at her house and she gave me the hustle cup. And I I'm did. like, damn, this bitch is like the queen of hustle. So I'm like, OK, so what a reflection. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. There's a lot of good energy in that cup. <laughs> Actually, I'm so blessed and just like taking it all in. Abundance. 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 Yes. <laughs> so um, thanks for having me in your house. We were trying to do this conversation outside because ever since I did my interview outside with Luke Story, like I was like, dude, I just want to do all my interviews outside because yeah. it's like so beautiful. But it was raining this morning and what? I know. And Luke told me about that. And ever since then, I'm like, I want to do all my podcasts. Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. So, I mean, there's enough nature to look around that like we're by the fire. So we've got some elemental juju here. It's not just all computer screen, which is great because like I live in Joshua Tree. So I'm definitely like lone wolf over there. And like you're in San Diego, which there's still a very super strong conscious community. But like most of our homies are in L.A. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Most of our homies are in L.A. And and it's, you know. I miss them, but I really, I need, I think we're the kind of people that need our... I need space. Sanctuary. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love L.A., but I love to visit L.A. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I lived there for a few years, and I was like, I like this. But yeah. then I came down here, and then I just kept being called to be down here, and so mm-hmm. here I am. It's very hard, very, very difficult to leave, as you know. Yeah. I mean, I left to, like, be my grandmother's caretaker, but I lived in San Diego for 10 years, and, like being back here the past few days because of how I was able to decompress after teaching at a festival all weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, I really miss San Diego. Like, I've been feeling it. And this is the longest I've been away. And, like, I haven't been here since I bought my house, like, back in June. So Mm. it's been almost a year. Ew, that's fucking gross when I say that out loud. (laughs) You're like, ew? (laughs) so gross. (laughs) But, um, no, I do miss it. Like, there is definitely an ethos and – um, a conscious awareness here. I mean, LA, there's a lot more to navigate through. Yeah. Well, there's different energies here in, in LA. People move to LA for much different reasons than they move to San Diego. But I feel like the difference between San Diego and somewhere like Joshua Tree is that we have like the flow from the ocean. Yeah. Which I feel like actually energetically like clears a lot more than being out in the desert. Landlocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I feel that, too. But, like, I feel the healing sanctuary of Joshua Tree. Yes. And a year ago this time, I was hiking with some friends, and she was calling me. She was like, you need to come here. Nice. And I grew up in Palm Springs, so I was like, okay, yeah. I hear you. Yep. And I love my house. It's bitching. I get to, like, have people over, and, like, people call it the spa because, like, they leave the crazy city life, and they'll come up to Joshua Tree and just, like, feel Mama Gaia there and, like... They're like, oh, wow, this vortex. And I'm like, yeah, dude, the vortex. The but vortex. Gemini me is like, I also need water and I need like the two places because I grew up in San Diego. Like mm-hmm. all of my family lives like super close. Mm-hmm. And I used to live down the street. Yeah. And all my homies are still here, too. But so, you know, all the trees I'll save. I do know <laughs> all the trees. That's why I was like so <laughs> like I wanted to get you on. But like that happened so fast. It happened so fast. It was like, I, like literally the day I, so what happened was I saw the signs that they were going to take down the trees and I called city council like the second I got home and I was like, what can I do about this? And they're like, there's a meeting tonight. 
So it was the same day that I called them that the first meeting happened. And that's why they were so surprised because it was like me and like two other people <laughs> who came to the meeting. And then every meeting, like I, I shared a picture from, from the last meeting we had that I was at and the room was totally packed. And so I feel like that's the difference between, you know, people don't realize that we have all this power, right? Like, yeah. Like they think, oh, and I, so many of the people I talked to when I was doing even just this one little um, act of activism, right? Like said, I didn't know that this was up to us to change. I thought mm. this was something that the government or the local government or something takes care of. I didn't realize that they were leaving it up to the community and I was like yeah it's called the community planning board like if we if the community (laughs) right doesn't Mm. tell them what we want and luckily now that I'm in that circle I get they sent me like a a survey for the community like community future community planning um like infrastructure planning Mm -hmm. because they know I care about the future of the community and what you know they want to know what people in the community actually want because we don't realize so many people who make the decisions that of the things that go on around us every day really have they don't live by us they have nothing to do with our day-to-day lives and then we just end up kind of you know I'm from New York City and I know what happens if you just let people cut down trees and build buildings and take over and do whatever the hell they want Mm -hmm. people in Manhattan don't even realize they live on an island because Mm -hmm. they don't have a view of the ocean (laughs) because people have just built these large ass buildings everywhere and Mm -hmm. um and if we don't step in and say, like, I don't want my city to look like this, they're just going to think everybody wants everything to look like Dubai and New York. Yeah. So, Fuck. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> I just appreciate your passion for activism because it's only, like, pre- it needs to be more prevalent, you know? Yeah. And it's part of, like, our existence and our being. Mm. And it's like, dude, this is why we're here. Like, this, we're here to show up and we're here to get involved. Yeah, and it's part of releasing our true power, you know? Yeah. Like, that sovereignty, really is that is sovereignty. Yeah, like sovereignty. Taking your power back and being like, yeah, this is my life. Like, this is the experience I want and this is the experience I choose. Mm-hmm. And I just think a lot about, you know, we were talking before, like, the microplastics and, mm-hmm. like, at the beach and things like that and how there's just trash everywhere. yeah. And, like, ever since, I don't know, like, everyone I've been talking to since this recent Earth Day has just been, like, the conversation's still going yeah. after Earth Day. Luckily. It's been, like, over a week since Earth Day, God, and everyone's still, so. like, dude, like, the amount of plastics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, much. it's nuts. And I think just becoming aware of it, just doing little things, like, when you go out to eat and you you order a drink or something just ask for no straw like and bring your own cup and bring your own cup or like you know there's just so many little things you can do on a day-to-day basis that Mm -hmm. really add up like it sucks because when you order and even when I order in if I get delivery or DoorDash or whatever I'll always leave a note you know no utensils like no plastic utensils because then you have like I always, if I get them by accident, I always have to use them because the worst thing is to just throw them out and not ever even get a use out of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to put plastic in my mouth. So anyway, it's just. Yeah. Know. So I think when I, when what was coming through when you just said that, like even maybe save it to like give it to a houseless person. Yeah. So that you know, something yeah. like yeah. that. That yeah. just came through when I was thinking of that. Totally. There's so many things you can do. There's so many things. And, like, luckily, like, for me, what really shifted my, like, awareness with that was, like, being a burner for the past, like, five plus years. Mm-hmm. Everyone brings their own cup. Everyone brings their own plate. Everyone brings their own utensils. Like, 
I'm that girl that brings my own cup to the coffee shop because it's like I feel bad like yeah you should, bringing I mean, these like ugh like paper products ugh yeah. Or yeah. like the bamboo utensils. Yeah. It's just becoming, a you know, aware. Aware. Of it. Yeah. But like having conversations like this is what's like planting the seeds. So yeah. I just, I'm just going to keep talking about it. And and keep reminding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And keep reminding people, you know. I'm it just going to keep talking about it. So get over it. Sorry, <laughs> but not sorry. No, sorry, not sorry. Like yeah. it's just like if we don't have, like what do we have? You know, when I, when I was doing the activism for, for the trees and I was going to these meetings, I, I literally said during one of the meetings, I cannot believe it's 2018 and I have to stand up here and, and explain to people why we shouldn't be cutting down endangered trees. I know. For what? And no one can even tell me why What's we should purpose? cut the trees down. <laughs> well, I was <laughs> hearing that they were cutting a ton of trees, too, because there was like a huge beetle infestation. Mm-mm. No. Well, that, I mean, there might, they might have been doing yeah. that, but this was not, not these. I mean, no, not these. When I yeah. asked them. I was hearing by like Ocean Beach and stuff, there was a huge yeah. like beetle infestation yeah. that were like the trees were sick. Aww. Yeah. I actually did hear about that recently yeah. as well. I saw some, yeah, something about that down See, there. See, I still I know what's going cleanup. on in the streets over here in San Diego, <laughs> even though I'm not here full time. Yeah. I Shit, did. I get my eyes open. Beach cleanup in OB is great. They're actually like ocean towns around here are very, very active. Where mm-hmm. I lived in Cardiff and Encinitas like everybody's you don't really like you see people actually picking up trash Mm -hmm. just well there's like isn't there a straw ban in san diego county Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there is especially here i went out to dinner last night here and we i said no straw and she was like we don't have straws yeah and and people are doing more of the paper straws too yeah yeah or like i don't know what you know if you really want straws just do glass straws just do Mm -hmm. it you know do it in a way that's reusable yeah i have a silicone straw that's like bpa free for smoothies Mm -hmm. because like the glass straws if there's like seeds from like Mm -hmm. strawberries or whatever they get stuck yeah so they always break all my mm -hmm. glass straws break totally so i I leave that inside like my hydro flask like the silicone one because i walk around with a half gallon because (laughs) I stay hydrated, you know, and I'm, like, taking care of my body. Yeah, well, that's why your skin looks so good. (laughs) Thank you so much after being at a festival looking all haggard and shit. That's the other thing, too, is that this festival, um, I had the conscious – I made the conscious decision to not buy baby wipes because a lot of them can't be compostable. Mm -hmm. They just go into landfill. Yeah. So I just had, like, Dr. Bronner's inside, like, water – like, I put in, like, a amber, like, glass thing, and I would spray that on, like – a washcloth and like bathed myself with that uh-huh. yep. instead of having the baby wipes. Yeah. So I was like, fucking pat on the back, Sabrina. Yeah, like, <laughs> consciously choosing yep. to like do those things and even just like washing the dishes and stuff. Like, yep. yeah. So yeah. you just have to want it, I yeah. think is the biggest thing. And just like really like take that awareness and like make it a new habit. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I was really compelled to write this book because when I was thinking about the things that really made the difference I was like but what did I really do and I was like I started changing my habits like Mm -hmm. it was that simple I just woke up in the morning and didn't do the shit that I was doing the day before Mm -hmm. and every time I did that there was a very real conscious shift Mm -hmm. in everything else in my life so Mm -hmm. once you really embrace that and then see that really working in in different ways like it's absolutely i feel like you can't go back like i always go back i like what's been really strong is that my angela quote lately is when you know better you do better yeah Mm -hmm. like the quote that oprah lives by who's like obviously my queen but like (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know how I don't just have like a life-size portrait of Oprah above my It's like Broad like- City. She has like the Oprah like yes. picture over. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I've been like obsessed with her. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, but when you know better, you do better. And so yeah. these are part of these new habits that like we cultivate. Yeah. And so what was inspiring you with this book? Because I know when you wrote Cured by Nature, that was like you really talking about like you getting off in your story about like getting off 14 pills, which is like still blows my fucking mind. It blows my fucking mind, dude. It blows my fucking mind. Like that's when I was sharing my Instagram yesterday, like I should be dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I told the story and then I also, um, in my stories and then I also did a post about it because I just woke up yesterday and I was like, I should be dead. Like, it's so weird that I'm not dead. Well, you had to be <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm so kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's, no, it's incredible to me that I get to do stuff like this with yeah. my life like that. I was just sitting in this moment of gratitude of like, holy shit. Like there's no mathematical, there was nothing and no one that ever told me that I should or could be here right now yeah. other than myself. You it know? reminds me of like resilience, you know, and yeah. just like being like, oh, yeah, I conquered that. I slayed that. What's next? Yeah. And and yeah. seriously, ever since I and, and luckily it was and what's so crazy is like I didn't even. So sometimes you get through stuff and like it, it shows you the lesson and then the lesson is the story. But for me, it's crazy that getting through the stuff is the story. And then uh, grow <laughs> you through know? what you go through. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like now, yes. like the hardest things I've ever gone through, like are what. I get up every day and get to like teach. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, girl, I fucking get it. Oh, and it's so, <laughs> so crazy. gnarly because when you're going through it, you're like, Ugh, you yeah. just want to like punch it seems a wall purposeless, almost. Yeah, right? for sure. Or or ho- like not you hopeless. give you feel victim. Like yes. like like why the hell is this happening to me? Why me? Yeah, yeah, and that's been the biggest thing for me lately is like getting out of that victim mentality and, and like choosing to become victorious instead yes. of the victim and being yes. like, dude, I get to slay these dragons and I get to conquer this and then I get to hold space and have that compassion for other people. Yeah. And I, I I, in the book, I talk about the difference between a creator mentality and a victim mentality. Right. So creators make, you know, victims make excuses. Creators make solutions like, and you can take the same thing, (laughs) the same situation and either use it to empower your life or use it to disempower your life. Yeah. I think when you've just like for me, but I didn't start this journey until I was 24. And so for 24 years before this, I, I had I had just learned that when you have you know something shitty happens to you that's an excuse and mm-hmm. you can use that as an excuse and and then I got the all these me, labels yeah and mm-hmm. then that becomes a mantra right like mm-hmm. you don't even realize that all these these beliefs and these things that you're telling yourself or that other people are consciously or unconsciously telling you become your daily mantras that you end up living by of like why me why is this happening to me why isn't my life better why am I at this it's shitty like job it's like your like Eeyore yes, from Winnie the Pooh. Yes, it is. <laughs> and he used to depress the shit out of me because he was so mean. <laughs> I loved Eeyore. He was my favorite. Like, oh, you know, I got a fucking cloud on my head today. It's just the norm. Like, I couldn't deal with him because he was so me. And you know when you see yourself truly, that's what angers you the most. Oh, the triggers. Right? It's Absolutely. the triggers. Yeah, like that's how you know when you're pissing someone off, they're seeing something in you that they don't want to deal with in themselves 100% mm-hmm. of the time. Because yeah. I can tell you what I felt when I was pissed off at anybody, and it was, I was, it was recognizing things in me that I didn't want to come to terms with, right? so (laughs) that story yeah that journey yeah it's just always like oh like it's so 
shitty to go through mm-hmm. and to realize and be like, oh, wait, I'm actually responsible for that. Yeah. I think that's a huge part is like this responsibility. And like to me, like responsibility and discipline are like one and one of the same. Mm-hmm. You yes. Know? Well, that's why discipline is one of the steps in the wild method mm-hmm. and why I felt like I really needed to share sh- this wild method. <laughs> so the wild method, which is in wild habits, wild is an acronym. So it stands for willingness, intuition, love and discipline. Mm-hmm. And they're the four steps you need to overcome literally anything in your life to change your habits, to propel your life in a completely new direction, to quit your job, to deal with your relationships, like whatever is going on to deal with your health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really feel like it's another tool. It's just another life hack for people to have a way if they feel stuck to go like, okay, what do I do? All right, I got to come back to the method. And then it really works for everything. It works for dealing with little things like indecision to lar- large things like losing family members and friends and, mm-hmm. you know, the worst things that can happen to us. Like it, it applies regardless of what you're going through. Because they're all the same. It's just like different. They have the same energy behind it. It's just like a different picture being painted. Yeah. And they're all kind of amalgamations of doing, of not doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you're stuck somewhere, you're not willing to acknowledge what's wrong. You're not using your intuition. You're not showing yourself love and you're definitely not getting disciplined about doing all those three things. So (laughs) it's a slap in the face. It's It's like the ultimate bitch slap. Yeah. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) wake up and it's like oh shit like let me reclaim my wild habits and my wild self again yeah and it's really interesting because we were talking about this before too and like it's we're like may 2nd so it's like mental health awareness month and that's something that i really struggled through for a long time like anxiety paranoia psychosis ptsd all of those things and when i was stuck in that Mm -hmm. It was impossible for me to be wild. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Because you're so focused on that. On that. You can't yeah. be wild. You can't be free. You can't be your real self when you're focused on these little, the little shitty minutiae of life, right? Mm-hmm. Because we can all, there's always something that we can get upset about if we really want to. There's also always something to be super grateful for if we really want to, right? Like who's been breathing for you and I this whole time? Not me. I haven't been fucking focused on my breathing. Have you? Something else is breathing for us this whole entire Mm -hmm. time we've been having this conversation. And that's something to be fucking grateful for. And that's something you have all the time. Like there's little things that you're just like, whoa, blow my mind. Like I cut my finger and it healed. Yeah. I didn't fucking do that. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I didn't know. I didn't consciously do that at all. So there's all these little things that if you really, really want to, it's easy to just switch that mentality. But of course you need the tools, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I was writing this book, I'm like, I need to just give people every single tool I've used to get over all these shitty things that have happened. Since I've come off my fourteen drugs, it's not like my life is magical. My fucking dad died, like, you know, I was dealing I was grieving my best friend's suicide. Like there was I ended a really toxic relationship. There was all these and life has not been perfect since then either. Yeah. You know, we all have, I run my own, I run three companies, right? Like I are, I have so much going on. Yeah, you're a boss. That I, <laughs> that I constantly have to come back to the method, like every single day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just what am I willing to do to live the life that I know I'm here to live? And we all have resistance. Oh, you know? totally. It just shows up in different ways for different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, even the whole resistance movement I don't agree with because whatever you resist persists, so it's like come mm. back with the solutions. Yes, just come know? back with the solutions, mm-hmm. you know. It's easy to make excuses, but 
creators make solutions. So yeah, that's why well. I only surround myself with creators. Obviously, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for. Everyone. I'm just kidding. No, but it's really it's really empowering to see because like when you're in it, you're in it, and when you're in it, it's like it can feel super lonely. Yeah, and it's and real. then you're in your head. I'm yeah. not saying it's not real. Yeah. It's just if you get caught up in it, it's just gonna get more and more real and harder and harder to get out of. But then once you have the tools, and here's the other thing, you need to practice. That's why discipline is in the method. It's mm-hmm. not like a footnote afterwards. It is the whole thing. If you don't have the discipline to work the other yeah. steps, you're fucked. Well, that's you know? the thing too, and it's really challenging now in a social media instant gratification world. You know, it's like people forget like you, the, the hard work pays off and you have to like put the time in. But even then we're using our discipline for the wrong things, yeah. right? We're disciplined about scrolling through Instagram every fucking day. But are we disciplined about actually answering the emails that are going to put money in our bank account mm. or or doing or quitting our job or doing the things that are hard to do to like actually propel us in the direction of our dreams like if we were all really living at our highest selves mm-hmm. what the hell would the world look like i think it would be a much more beautiful loving open vulnerable place to be you mm-hmm. know with a lot more i mean everything around us was created by somebody else so just think about if people were creating things all the time without mental limitation like what the world would really look like what this fucking fireplace would look like what these chairs would look like if people were just creating things out of like love, you know, and coming from the truest place they possibly can, like the world would no look limits. so much different. No limits. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like being limitless and because I feel like I've been really tapping into a lot too because oh, thank God I was at this festival for five days because I was five days away from technology. Mm. Like, because I found myself getting caught up again with the scrolling, with the posting, with the bullshit. And mm-hmm. like, because I went to school for marketing, like I've literally been like, my brain has been wired to focus on marketing and sociology. Like that's what my degrees are in. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'm always looking at like, oh, branding this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And like to be able to get out of that too, to create space to allow what to c- what the magic to really roll through mm-hmm. is super important too because if we're constantly scrolling or we're waiting for that double tap, yeah, exactly. It's which like, is just validation. Yeah, We're exactly. waiting for validation. Totally. For what we're putting out there. Which so permission granted, just do you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you. And also support your friends who are putting themselves out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's part of it to me that's about real support. So I might not be able to like all my friends' photos, but I try to connect with the people that really matter to me in ways that really matter to me. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry I didn't like your photos, but we hung out for seven hours and – yeah, you know. that's everyone has different love languages too. In that yes, way, you know? exactly. Like I love quality time. Yes, I'd rather like. I think that's why I like started a podcast is so I can have like quality time with people yeah. and like get to like share their stories and connect with them on a deeper level and be like, oh wow, like you know, I want to share my friends and like their amazing stories and what they've been able to overcome, mm-hmm. like their David and Goliath story and like the hero's journey, like all of that mm-hmm. because. Being able to have these conversations and like take that time to like spend with each other is an opportunity to share that message with someone else who may be going through it. Real life that goes on on a day to day basis that is not shown on social media, and I think that's the part that people really need to remember. Like, of course, I'm not going to post like if my dog has an accident in the house or (laughs) when I, you know, if someone's throwing a tantrum. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just interesting because with what the like social media and like 
It can definitely be very consuming, too, that it takes you out of the present and takes you out of nature. Yes. Like, I love seeing that there's more places that, for instance, that are posting signs that say, like, we don't have Wi-Fi. Like, have a conversation with the person in front of you. Yeah, call your mom. (laughs) Exactly. And so I think we're just in this, like, very interesting space, too, of finding that balance Mm -hmm. between, like, life and like business yeah and this being our livelihood right because it's like i can't just disappear because i have a book coming out in five days as much as sometimes i might especially during launches and stuff you want to disappear because you're giving yourself to people you're being vulnerable all day long right and it's very like when do i get to just like relax you know because i really i'm one of the people that really needs that time and i just saw an interview between oprah speaking of our girl O and amy schumer and um, Oprah was saying, I really uh, I really re- resonated with this one part of your book. And Amy was like, let me guess what part. And Oprah was like, you'll never guess. <laughs> and she's like, you're an introvert. And Oprah was like, how the fuck did you know what part it was? And Amy was like, because I can tell you're an introvert. Like, mm-hmm. you truly are. Like, as much as you give yourself to other people, I, I can guarantee you you're one of those people that at the end of the day just, like, Wanna be wants to be yourself. alone by, you know, like, I'm sure. And she was like, I always like Gail's always dragging me out to these parties and then I want to leave early. And she like thinks the party was great. And I like didn't talk to one person. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how can Oprah be going to parties and not talking to anyone? <laughs> like, yeah, what? for sure. But even Oprah needs like a lot of time. We need that space. Yeah. And that's something mm-hmm. I've been really, that's being in Joshua Tree yeah. too, is like, it's allowed me to be really introverted and like mm-hmm. really hone in with business and myself and not being like, so caught up in everything else but I'm also realizing like the pendulum swung too far yeah I also need to make sure that I am being social and not being a hermit yes and not just when you're working so I just came to the conclusion about two months ago that the only friends I had were work friends the Mm -hmm. only time I talked to people was when I was doing stuff like this and this is great and we always you know when I podcast with somebody or do an interview I always talk to them before and after and everything or we hang out like you know and I become friends with people, but it's like I didn't have a single solitary friend that I didn't meet through work. Dude, all of my friends lately have been like, <laughs> but I realized that this past weekend too. I was like, okay, so I've got like my festival community, and then I've got like my entrepreneurial like homies mm-hmm. that are just like slaying with me, and I'm with them, and we in this together. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got like some of like, other people too but like I know for me too I've been really tapping in more into that that specter too of like the entrepreneurial life because it's intense (sighs) it's so I posted that meme the other day that was like the steps of working for yourself like yay I work from home okay pajamas all day okay I really hope like the squirrel comes by today and talks to me again you know what I mean like it's It's very very lonely lonely and I you've seen my house like this is a big house for one person like I don't girl I live in a three-bedroom house yeah yeah it's like it's a lot to even when you're taking care of it by yourself and Mm -hmm. working there and living there and and showing up and and inviting people over yeah Yeah. and having somewhat of a social life yeah 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 because I definitely get yelled at a lot like you never go out and I'm like dude I'm like building an empire right now and like and you're not gonna regret not going going out yeah for sure because I just had this little like you know I've been building my business for seven years Mm -hmm. and really I mean it's only been incorporated since 2015 so even if you just want to take the last three years that I've really been been honing in honing in and honing in financially Mm -hmm. and, and figuring out what I want and then meeting goals about what I you know wanted it to look like and it's 
I don't regret the fact that literally almost my entire 20s were spent building my business. And I don't think I ever will. And it's getting out of that mindset of it being a sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice. Like, what yeah, are you talking about? I, I have know. so much freedom right yeah, now. I already sure. have so much freedom than so many of my friends who are still either working nine to fives, nine to fives or jobs that they don't like or mm-hmm. they they just started their business and they're figuring out how to monetize or something. Like, mm-hmm. I have so much more freedom than I did a year ago. Um, or four months so ago. So that's part of your you know? discipline and your commitment and like keep going. Yeah. And yeah. it's working the method like that. That's why I can really say that I live my message because and I don't and I'm sure, you know, a lot of my interviews are about being an entrepreneur and starting being a female mm-hmm. in business and the fact that I only have female employees and the company is very woman focused and I, I don't mm-hmm. intentionally only hire minorities, but I just happen to have almost all except for one of the employees that I've hired happens to all be minorities. Like it's just for me, it's important to hire people based on quality, not exclude people based on a first or last name or what they look like or whatever. Like it's just, which is such a conversation right now that everyone's having. I cannot even tell you how many of my friends can't get jobs because of their perceived like blackness mm-hmm. or like Asianness or what it's just like what it's the insane. fuck like I know. what are you guys doing <laughs> you're not hiring perfectly capable people because you're racist like and sexist I don't it's w- it's super gnarly to see and to watch and you know that was, this was a conversation I was having too just like it's kind of like the caste system too of like yeah. people saying stupid shit yeah. Like, yeah. people saying stupid shit. Like, he was Asian. He was talking about how he's angry. And he has every right to be angry for, like, the stereotype. Mm-hmm. And I even had someone, like, stereotype me because I'm Italian. Like, oh, you're part of the mafia. And, like, I've heard that my whole fucking life. It's just, like, so annoying. <laughs> like, I'm so angry hearing about it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. that whole thing. And, like, that's something that I feel like is all coming up to the surface because it has to be worked through that uh-huh. we can't really ignore anymore. Yeah. No, you it know? does. And there's so much... Like, people still don't want to acknowledge the fact that women were are minorities, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, that definition yeah. and have been discriminated against for a very long time. It was illegal to get a divorce in New York until the 1970s for a woman to divorce a man in New York City. Like... That's insane. That's pretty nuts. We've only had the right to vote for less than 100 years. Right. You know, like, it's... We haven't even had a voice in politics, and Kamala Harris was talking about how there's now... Um, there's more women in the Senate than there ever was. And there's still only like five. I know. So well, that's what's going to be interesting. Like you're talking about, like going out to vote. Yes. That's why it's going to be super interesting yes. to see how this really people are really getting involved. God, I fucking finally. I mean, I want people to get as involved in politics as they are in sports, at least. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Why are we not out there? Like when we do protests, it should sound like sports events. Yeah, like, totally. And I, I, I've been to a lot of protests and I totally love the, the activism that's happening at protests and that happen in this but country. But also it's about taking action. But it's about taking action. Yeah. It's not just about showing up to a protest with a sign and, and literally just walking the streets. And, and Instagramming it. And Instagramming it, you know? what i mean like it's it's about like making sure that when you leave that protest you've actually done something or met someone that you intend to do something with in the future it's also using your money as a form of protesting on what Mm. you're buying correct you know what i mean yeah they can't sell it if we don't buy it yeah because i was just uh i just did a whole shoot with athleta oh nice yeah like last week thanks yeah and so I was asking them because like I don't want to be part of a brand that 
isn't aligned with my ethos either. Correct. You know? And yeah. I was like, so what are you guys doing about sustainability? Mm, what are they doing about because sustainability? Because fashion is like the number two highest pollutant after yeah. after gas, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they said they just became a B Corp. Like, oh. So they, they are like really working like with something they're very, like very focused on is sustainability. But like I have friends that own yoga companies that are made out of water bottles. There's mm-hmm. some microplastics going in the water when you're washing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're, they realize that and they're working on like making it more bamboo, yep. you know, and changing things like that. But like the important thing, too, is like really educating yourself. Yeah. When I made new products, we did all glass. I mean, our, our plastic products are BPA free and they're skincare mm-hmm. products, too. And they're recyclable as well. So they shouldn't ever go in a garbage can. But for me, it's about I want to give people choices, too. Of Like mm-hmm. some people don't want to buy glass skincare because it breaks easily right. if you drop it on the ground. And but I also believe in finding alternative solutions like I'm working with manufacturers to make alternatives to plastic bottles because right now if you package your beauty products or sell products like that you don't have many options that Mm -hmm. are not plastic just in general you'd have to work with somebody to invent them and Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm doing (laughs) because get it girl (laughs) well just the plastics in general like even like the soft plastics that we're not aware of that's all going landfill yep it's all landfill. I know. It's so sad. But we can just do what we can do. There, and that's then just the awareness and educating. And that's something that I've yep. been, like, super passionate about lately. And, like, so, like, being May Taurus, like, to me is very much, like, Mama Earth still. Like, yes. it's very grounded. It's, like, super grounding for me. So just really having a lot more conversations mm-hmm. this month just to really, like, be, be and bring that awareness, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. just, like bring like fill up your waters with like drinking water like I just like they're talking about recycling sewer water into drinking water like that is insane I mean like, if how they many can chemicals do it. It's, but there's so many toxins and chemicals <laughs> oh in true there. to do that yeah I are know. you kidding me yeah, like it's so insane that's true yeah I was gonna say if they can literally just put it through a filter no, all they like, need to do <laughs> is like start doing gray water and toilets I know yeah I know you know what I mean I like these understand. are the things that we have to like request like yeah I want to build a house in Joshua Tree and have it be completely sustainable where like mm-hmm. gray water is running through my toilets and things like that because yes. the fact that you're flushing clean water in a toilet you're like why <laughs> why but these are but it's like i said these are conversations it's like okay so now we have this awareness so yeah. how do we like choose again yeah exactly we just have and to we can't again. beat ourselves up for the no. way it is because and it's already it was like this we were born into this world i remember when i was little like raising my hand in class when we were first learning about like toxic stuff in science class and going like um so i'm confused how did we take all of this stuff from the earth and then turn it into something that's that the earth now can't deal with because mm-hmm. everything that you use to make plastic or make oil or whatever like comes right from the earth so how can it be bad for the earth and my teacher was like yeah that's the thing about humans we just happen to uh take all the stuff that would if you combined it be toxic and now that's everything <laughs> Get over it. And I was like, why, though? I love that you asked that question when you were a child because I had a similar situation uh, with D.A.R.E. Remember D.A.R.E.? I do remember D.A.R.E., yes. Yeah, so I asked Officer Pete why. (laughs) you remember his name. Of course I remember his name. I asked (laughs) Officer Pete why cannabis is bad if – 
Susan Sarandon was smoking it in Stepmom to help her with her cancer. Mm. And he had no answer. Uh-huh. So I was like in fifth grade and I was like, oh, okay. So Sabrina's the rebel <laughs> asking questions to Officer so Pete. So 10-year-old can- asking about cannabis. Yeah, asking about <laughs> cannabis. Like, okay, cool. That's what today I was like, do you do CBD? You're like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I'm all about <laughs> yeah. like ten year old me does CBD. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel like? Okay, so let's talk about CBD mm-hmm. because like you, you've been talking a lot more about it lately. Yeah, I've been talking a lot. Well, I've been trying to talk about cannabis since the beginning of time, but everyone's yeah. been like, Shh, "That'll hurt your brand," and I'm like, "What? Well, it is. It is w- my uh, life. Like I, w- <laughs> I would have no fucking life without yeah. cannabis. I don't like. It sucks to that. I I wrote about it in both my books, and both my publishers were like, "Yank." You know, because they feel like it discredits what all everything else I've done. And I'm like, it's a fucking plant. Yeah. If I can grow it and I can pick yeah. it and I can bake with it, that's not a drug. I'm sorry. If I can do the same thing with this as I can do with lavender and chamomile and like kale and rosemary, what and part turmeric. of this is a drug? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, totally. I'm so confused. So yeah, I've been using cannabis. Like, so, Actually, I don't know how I really would have gotten over my withdrawals without it. Like, mm-hmm. I really have no idea because it was what allowed me to like not, I mean, other things, you know, other things, turmeric, ginger, things that really, really helped my stomach, garlic, skullcap, passionflower, 5-HTP, um, but I don't think I would have been able to stop throwing up on a dime without, you know, eating an edible or at the time, like smoking a joint, you know what I mean? Seriously, mm-hmm. I, I really don't oh, I think it. I would have been able to get over it. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's just about like, listen, it's not for everyone. I have a very high tolerance to everything. If I actually got high, I wouldn't smoke weed. Right. Cause it's like that defeats the purpose, but it doesn't affect me that way. It's mm-hmm. like a body thing for me. So, mm-hmm. and then now I just use CBD strains that don't have really the, any the THC at all. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I can just get through my day like normal and now they have teas and vapes and yeah for sure dog treats dog treats mm-hmm. and tinctures mm-hmm. and like it's amazing I mean it's come a long way I'm yeah. really happy I don't have to smoke a joint to medicate totally. anymore yeah I hear um, you yeah because I uh, I was in a car accident um, my senior year of college and I was in a neck brace my last semester of college so I was super cool because I was just like walking around with this like awesome neck brace how many ar- dates did you get oh, so many <laughs> like I like decorated it and I was rolling around in my razor scooter on campus like not giving a fuck it's like whatever I'm in a neck brace like turning around like yeah of course it was, you were it was real but I had to stay I stay stoned the whole time uh-huh. because yeah. they wanted to put me on a grip of pills yeah and well, I was like uh this is completely against my ethos mm-hmm. so I was like uh I'm just my family owns a cannabis company and I mm-hmm. was like Dude, I'm just like gonna smoke weed and eat <laughs> edibles. And it actually ended up being my highest GPA semester. And this is the semester of my fucking senior thesis, dude. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, I was like able I to said, really it affects heal everyone yeah. differently. But and I think it's very healing. I will say there was a point after I got struck by lightning and had deep psychosis, paranoia, all that. Mm. I did stop. You have to. I had to. You have to because it can. And it's certain. So there's different strains, strains right? Totally. But certain strains can make you very paranoid. Oh, and yeah. I, and I was already there because I was like, yeah. oh, my God, 2012, end of the world. I got struck by lightning. Like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this, this is what it. they've all been saying. This is it. <laughs> And so I like definitely stopped smoking weed for yeah. like three years. Oh, okay. And yeah. then I picked it back up 
because like I was like I'm ready to work with this medicine again yeah it's medicine yeah it's a healing herb just like everything else mm-hmm. you know you take on a daily basis and you can I mean it's a strong one it's one I feel yeah. like other especially than in California shit like yeah. we got it down here <laughs> we got it we figured it out <laughs> yeah we figured we, we it know out what's going on here and I've smoked with Snoop Dogg um and like wow, how was that experience it was amazing I did a music video with him a few years ago and he was just passing the blunt around and Homie. I was like <laughs> yeah not very many people can say that yeah and but his stuff the reason I say that I don't mean to brag about smoking weed with Snoop Dogg although I did smoke weed with Snoop Dogg <laughs> it's just facts okay. it's just facts but um but he um his shit is chronic that yeah. is not weed <laughs> that yeah. is something else. like mm-hmm. I don't know what's on there and that's the thing like if you really just grow it and like just pick it and you don't put chemicals on it and mm-hmm. you don't try to make it some super fucking gnarly thing you're gonna be selling to people for sixty dollars an ounce yeah. or whatever, or, or uh, i don't know what any an of eighth. the things are anywhere any yes. <laughs> like i haven't been to a dispensary in so long an, i don't either six dollars <laughs> an ounce is like damn. sounds pretty that's good. actually happening in oregon yeah. now really yeah one of my girlfriends who i was with um this past weekend at desert heart she lives in portland mm-hmm. and they're saying there's so much weed that they're selling grams for two dollars what <laughs> nuts which would usually be like 20 if you don't know like yeah. cannabis yeah yeah it's basically bucks. free 99 yeah <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. it's interesting but it's good because i am seeing more people interested in it and like people yes. are wanting to get off the pharmaceuticals yes and it, i knew if they could find a way to um extract cbd and and really yeah. kind of go for it that that they could switch people over and i've seen people who especially after 420 right that was i felt like this year 420 was finding like oh damn all my friends smoke weed oh yeah for <laughs> cool. sure all right. actually, i was actually getting really frustrated because i was like dude it's 420 and it's like legal in california and i have yet to smoke <laughs> i was like this what? is what is going on but it was good i had like acupuncture that day and i was just like really more so really i don't need it yes that's that's good. a thing i don't that's need good. it I know. but i was like yeah. also like going through it because like i had an exorcism right your exorcism yeah yep yep. so I was just like really tapping into that and my best friend was buried on 420 and Mm. I was just like wow and like Avicii died which is like very big on like mental health which was very very challenging for me because like electronic music really helped me overcome my depression mm-hmm. like suicidal mm-hmm. i was suicidal oh wow and uh thank you music yeah like, how for sure. amazing is music i'm sure music has saved my life i like countless times i get like teary-eyed thinking about it because even like this past weekend being at a festival all weekend like i'm such a fucking old fart that like i went to bed <laughs> at 9 30 every night everyone's like in my camp like hey we're going now and i was like cool i'm going to bed because i had to teach yoga at noon and like i had to do my meditation in the morning They're, like noon's like a day and a half yeah now, i like, was like you, you guys have fun i'll catch you at sunrise so i watched like all the sunrise sets because everyone then you play the game of like who's still awake and who hasn't and who just woke up yep yep and i was like you look so good like awake and (laughs) bright and i'm like cool because i'm not on drugs and i uh just uh woke i woke up like this yeah (laughs) yeah um i'm just here enjoying the music and like getting weird and like all bundled up because it was freezing like uh, 30s yeah. it was, it's been cold oh uh, it's been freezing yeah it's which been is freezing. good oh my god there's two hummingbirds playing with each other oh, yes there are hummingbirds in my yard they love yes that that's like my spirit messenger yes. so fuck dude yeah. there was a hawk out there the other day so let me tell you this story tell so me there was a hawk out there the other day just 
chilling on my fence for like ever. And I don't, because it's springtime, I guess he was molting. So I was just like standing there watching him for like an hour, freaking out that there was a beautiful hawk in my backyard. And then he's molting everywhere. So he finally flies off and leaves. And I go out there and I take a little one of his like feathers that fell off. And then I just put it in one of my plants outside. And like I was outside writing and kind of like channeling the hawk energy for a while so I tell my assistant and she's like did you look up what it means and I'm like no I fucking I'm like so busy I completely forgot to look up the symbolism so we look it up together and it's like hawk is like divine energy of coming into like your power as like a new thought leader and like your creative space and like you're yes. gonna be like coming into your own and you're on this journey that's going to a next level and all this shit and I was just like what <laughs> yeah girl. what like this is speaking directly to mm-hmm. what I'm going through right now yes I have um a couple that fly over my house every day like mm-hmm. the red tail hawks I live in the middle of the desert yeah so like yeah yeah, and I had a, I actually found a perfect crow feather yesterday, which is all about synchronicities and stuff, and my numbers and all of that have been, like, insane. Like, of course, I pull up to your house, like, of course, 222. Like, <laughs> of course, 777. Of course, I'm seeing 1212, yeah. all these synchronicities, yeah. which I feel like that those synchronicities and being able to get out of our head and be more present and, like, yeah. connecting with nature in that way, that's how they're going to also really help us navigate through this time and space because there's no accident why we're coming here during this time when there's plastic and there's like lack of awareness and discrimination and things like that like these are this is why we came here during this time and I feel like as women we were born in a time where we would not have been listened to but now we live in a time where without being listened to nothing is going to change and that's why it's like a a league of strong ass bitches yes like Yes. Right. It's just like boss ass bitches yes. everywhere because yes. like, I was just looking at my natal chart today and I was like, dude, I fucking love like my planets. Like yeah. what I chose to be. Yeah. Nice. I, I love like, that. What are your planets? Oh, everything. Like, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, well, I'm a Gemini sun, uh-huh. a Virgo moon. So that really helps Ooh. me ground, but I've uh, Leo ascendant. So Ooh. super fiery. I need to do mine. I just know I'm a Virgo. And it's oh, like, girl, it's, I got you. It's well, an earth sign. Yeah, so I got I'm like, you. I'm all the things. But also, so my Saturn is in Capricorn, which is like the CEO mm. kind of, because that's like Saturn rules, is ruled by Capricorn. Right. And my Pluto is Scorpio, which is also, they it rules. So it's like very dark, like underworld. That's why I'm transmute so much. So mm. I was just looking at my chart today and I was like, dude, I did a good job. <laughs> You're like, like, go I, me. I was like, I really chose this really well. And my, and my Venus and my Mars. Mars are both in Taurus so that's where I'm able to be very like that love just like the balance and not being duality being the center part of the yin and yang and being able to recognize both sides of the coin to see that it's a coin that's awesome you know what I realized yesterday too is like I so I was in meditation and I basically asked God like why do I have all these gifts right like I have so many gifts and I don't really feel like I did that much to deserve them, you know? And the answer I got was, like, I give certain people things to overcome, and you overcame them. Wow. You know what I mean? Yes. And it was weird to me because for the first time I realized, like, I had a traumatic childhood. My mom was fucked up. Like, she was a drug addict, an alcoholic. My grandparents ended up getting custody of me, and she relapsed in front of me again. That's why I ended up getting put on, you know, my first drug. And and I realized, like, in that moment, I, like, had a vision of, like, oh, my God, I could have been born to anyone 
in any body, you know what I mean? Like in any situation, but I was born into this tumultuous situation specifically to overcome these things, to help heal the world. Like specifically, you know what I mean? Oh, that makes me so emotional. Oh, I do know what you mean. Cause yeah. like my childhood, I spent a lot of time in San Diego at the age of three. Cause my cousin died of leukemia at the age of two. So I would come Stop every it. weekend to children's hospital in San Diego. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I would spend a lot of time out here with my aunt and uncle who live like a couple towns over with my grandparents mm-hmm. because like my parents are always working. And I was like, it was like shitty situation after shitty situation after shitty situation. And then when I did my ayahuasca ceremony in October, she told me, like, you've done all the hard work. Now it's time for you to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Mm. That was the first message she told me. Wow. Like, I've been putting so much of my time and my energy into, like, healing and transmuting and working through my shit. Mm. So that I can, like, hold space in a way, but also conquer, which is a Virgo thing that we have to work on. Our shadow is the martyr, Mm. where it's like we can't fix everyone. It's like, how do we just focus, like, that energy on, like, making ourselves the best version of us to fill up the cup and allow that overflow to be how we serve well I feel like Virgos are creators and creators are fixers totally right? we're a very divine feminine yes. like in that way yeah mm-hmm. and that's why it's like you know it's not a destination I think it's just like the whole self-discovery thing is a yeah. journey. it never ends but the more work you put in the better people show up yeah and the more you love yourself too because I think a lot of the times it's like we feel like we have to settle with what life is giving us mm-hmm. or like the like the conditions that we're in like Oh, you know, but that's where it's like that's reclaiming sovereignty and your power back is like, oh, no, I like it to choose. Yeah, exactly. I and even like my acknowledgement right now is being like, OK, I don't I'm not crazy anymore. Or like we were talking before, like we were both <laughs> we were both labeled as yeah. crazy for a very long time. Right. And so yeah. I don't want but I still it's funny because like if I. Like, especially the males that I'm not even attracting, like going out on dates with or whatever, just people I'm attracting in my life in general are still like when I talk to them about their past relationships, they always are dating some version or have dated some version of like the old me, you know, and I'm just like, why am I still attracting these people? You know what I mean? Like, I'm still definitely working through the fact that and not that everyone who has a crazy ex-girlfriend, because I'm sure. Pretty much everybody does. I do. (laughs) Um, I have a few crazy ex-girlfriends. So I don't think that means that that's who they are right now or clearly what they want or they wouldn't have ended that relationship. But it's still also like, why does that sound like me from 10 years ago? To me, when I tap into that, it's I feel like that is a part of myself that I still need to love. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, it's like recognizing that when you went through that like that was just a trial yes but it is still part of who you are so there's Mm -hmm. no shame no what I think is the great acknowledgement is that I can go back to being that crazy person any fucking time I want oh yeah but you want people friends lovers relationships around you those people who can recognize she can go back to that place anytime she wants and every single day she chooses not to yeah and that's what I love about her <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so that's I mean what I'm I was definitely <laughs> like that shit crazy oh for totally a while. me too yeah but I also think when you're labeled or you're put on medication like you're giving yourself less coping mechanisms anyway. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to start feeding into your labels and your diagnosis and all these things people are telling you are wrong with you because 
why would how could you not yeah it's tough and it's I think like even going to that when you're in it and there's like people that don't understand Mm -hmm. like it's really hard to navigate through that and be like ah this is just temporary or like you know there's a bigger reason as to why this is happening yes yeah and I think it's owning what it really is too which is just you haven't practiced having control over your emotions mm-hmm. or you've been told to like be ashamed of like feeling mm-hmm. angry or like feeling upset or like this bitch is off her rocker like, yeah but it's like no I'm actually I know what I'm resonating with and I know what I'm seeing mm-hmm. sometimes we don't have the language right or other people don't want to accept or it. Or they don't accept it or, yeah. like, you're just hanging around the wrong people at that time. Exactly. Yeah. People who are a little less, you know, and they... Conscious or aware exactly. or, like, yeah. Because, I mean, yep. definitely with mine, a lot of, like, I was just, like, deep in the rabbit hole of, like, what was going on. Like, conspiracy theorists. And I was, like, oh, my God, are you guys not seeing this? Well, you're very tapped in. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's something that, if you don't know how to use it, can go awry oh. very quickly. <laughs> That is why I was struck by lightning because I was like in it and I was like, fuck the man. Like, I got this. I can do this all by myself. And then I was told. God was like, yeah, I was like, bitch, I'm going to bitch slap you right now. (laughs) And then everything was just super hypersensitive. Yeah. And I was in that hermit space for a long time. Mm -hmm. But like going to healers, working with psychedelics and like finding the right people was really what allowed me to feel supported mm-hmm. i've heard amazing things about psychedelics i was hanging out with tim ferris the other day and he was like he actually does and funds research about microdosing and psychedelics and I, about mental I, illness. I, don't even get me started we talked about it for like two hours yeah <laughs> i was yeah. like this is the most fascinating thing microdosing I've ever heard. psilocybin is what changed my life that's his big his big championship right now um he's working mm-hmm. on studies with johns hopkins and beautiful it's like i'm so happy they're doing that work yeah you know that it's even legal to do that work because mm-hmm. not too many years ago it was not mm-hmm. so a year ago this time i had uh, this woman on my podcast sarah gale and she's all about psychedelic harm reduction mm-hmm. with maps the multidisciplinary mm-hmm. association of psychedelic studies mm-hmm. um who i like i'm so grateful for because i've had a difficult psychedelic experience mm-hmm. and it really changed the trajectory of my life mm-hmm. um um, but then I've also been able to hold space. Like I had someone at Burning Man two years ago who I sat with him for eight hours because he was having a difficult trip. Yeah. And then even like a, like last October, I was at a festival and this guy was like having a massive ego death and I sat with him for three hours. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So that's something I'm so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to like really admit that and like speak up about that because it's so against the norm. Yeah. And I think in, in, it's one of those things that like, people think you need to have clout first and then you can talk about it but yeah. it's like i think the clout will come from, from yeah being from open just being open yeah it. and i mean something that i'm super passionate too is like i live so close to a marine base even being in san diego here we're so close oh and God, so yeah. there's so much ptsd yes. you know yeah. there's something. so many military like yeah. everyone who is they, if they get is caught the if they get caught smoking weed they lose all their va rights which yeah. is like insane so insane it's so insane. I yeah. know so many people who really, really need to smoke weed but can't because yeah. they're in the military or they were in the or military they're vet. Mm-hmm. or they're a doctor in the military or something. Mm-hmm. Not that I think doctors in the military should be smoking weed, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah, I hear you. You yeah. know, they 
but that's but that's why like I'm really passionate about having these conversations on platforms yeah. and stuff like that, just to like have people think outside the box and realize that there is no box. Yeah, there's no box. There's no that's box. So funny. Yeah, what a and I don't. I can't. You know <laughs> what a concept. I can't fuck with too many. I've never done any psychedelics, um, and I can't mess with too many drugs because I was born on drugs, right? Mm-hmm. I've never done coke. I've never. I've never done born coke on either. Coke. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I think MDMA is a very beautiful drug that should probably be legal. It's another thing that I'm like almost. If, it's if on. It's on tr- uh, stage three. Really? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Ooh, we got because it's like it can be th- microdosing mm-hmm. can be very therapeutic. Totally. My issue is when I was a journalist in the scene, I was like rolling every weekend because right. I was <laughs> insecure. Yeah. But it also worked to help me. That's how I like really found God for the first time. Yeah. Was like It'll open oh up my your gosh mind. yeah I was like oh my god like this is love. Like mm. that's what really helped me get out of my uh, suicidal depression. Yeah, was working with MDMA. I was just abusing it that I had no more serotonin. Yeah, like you can only eat so much five HDP. <laughs> 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 and drink, drink so much orange. Juice. Yeah, drink so much orange juice and eat so much five HDP. Yeah. to the point where you're like, oh wait, I have no serotonin. It's left. gone. It's all gone. Well, I really needed it. Um, in at certain points in my journey for that exact reasons that yeah. I've been on medication for so long and so much, so much of the medication I was on were actually like GABA inhibitors. Right. Mm-hmm. So my, I'd been blocking my body from being able to make its own serotonin and dopamine and, and MAO inhibitors and things that it, I had actually really needed. Right. And if you can microdose and you can just give your brain that jump start of like, here's the serotonin that mm-hmm. we've like have needed this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that can really give people some clarity and propel your even like forward. sassafras what's that it's kind of like an mdma but it's not as like oh my god everything is like love and everything it's more mm. calm and like more chill mm-hmm. and i did that the day of the eclipse is the first time i ever did mm-hmm. it and i haven't touched mdma since 2012 mm-hmm. and so but that to me was a very big opener 2012 was a good year for mdma <laughs> 2012 oh, was at Coachella was a year. in 2012, so I know. Oh, that was that was I was at Coachella 2012 when <laughs> nice. I had my difficult LSD trip. Oh, so yeah, wow. we were there. Oh, we were there. We were yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was those were those were days. Yeah, D-A-Z-E. Those <laughs> yeah, those were days. <laughs> What's really funny about that Coachella is all I did at that Coachella was smoke weed. Um, I didn't drink and I didn't do any other. You know, I didn't do anything, but I saw a lot of MDMA. Oh, well, that was like, yeah, because that's when like the rave, like Mm -hmm. that was like. That was like year two of EDM. Yeah, Viva La Rave. I was a music journalist (laughs) there. And so at that time. So I was like, just like, that's when I was like eating a ton of MDMA and Molly and just like. I think everybody kind of (laughs) was. Yeah. I think everyone's like, yeah, we're living. Yeah. 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 But it was a break. You know, and I think that's why music made such a breakthrough that year, too. Yeah. Because a lot of the artists were like, what the fuck is this? How can we have not been doing this the whole time? You know, because it really will open you up creatively in in beautiful ways. I had someone come up to me today or the other day at the festival and they told me because like when I teach Kundalini Yoga at festivals, Mm -hmm. majority of them are not sober. Mm. And so because I've been there mm-hmm. um, and like there could be such a dogma with Kundalini yoga, especially like everyone's wearing white. It can be really like, oh, mm. my God. And so like traditional blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I'm a rebel in that community, too, because <laughs> I'm like actively talking about ayahuasca and actively talking about psychedelics. But I can hold space for people that are in there with no judgment mm-hmm. because yeah. Kundalini energy is so intense that yeah. like you have to really make sure that everyone's safe. Yes. You know, and so someone was like, you know what? You're like a DJ. 
because you because DJs a good DJ mm. will be able to navigate through the crowd and understand mm-hmm. and like bring them on a journey. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. So when someone said that, like, you're like a DJ, it was like, oh, my God, this is why, like, I started as a music journalist. Like, that's how my brand has evolved from, like, writing, like, a music blog that was so focused on the community and the people and the healing of of how music is healing people and helping people overcome depression and things Mm -hmm. like that to where I am now. Wow. That's so so funny because I'm working on an album that corresponds to this book. And, like, the journey of working on this album after doing music for so long, but only just coming into kind of writing my own music. Not just, but in the span of how long I've been doing music, I've only been writing my own songs. Since and you I have a like voice 18. of an angel. Oh, thank you. Sure, that's where I get another thing. I'm like, <laughs> she's just, like, fucking all the facets. Oh, thank you. Well, that's why I was, like, si- sitting in my meditation yesterday, and I was just like, really, though, why do I have so many gifts? Like, why can I write and sing and write music and, like, speak and touch all these people like why do I look like this you know what I mean why do I like why is this my life why is this my life (laughs) (laughs) why what did I do to deserve this what did I do to deserve this yeah like it's so crazy and it's not uh it's not ego driven it's really like it's me looking at me as another it's gratitude person and yeah just going like holy shit what the fuck like and I also understand now that because I've come so far most of the people who meet me don't know my journey and may think things are easy or have always been like this or I've got some secret rich uncle or some shit and it's like no I don't even have a credit card literally every I've built my entire business from cash like I don't have an investor I don't have anything like my businesses are 110 percent mine like I've been given one percent of equity away to anybody I've never asked for anything for anyone I've never asked my family for money like I've done this with $300 in my pocket. I moved to California, okay? And I've never asked anyone for I anything. I just love you so oh. much. <laughs> oh, this you. is why I was like, I need to, like, sit with her. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do it fucking virtually. Like, yeah. I just, I love you so much. I and love like, you. We needed to do this. We needed to do <laughs> this. Like, seriously, because I was yeah. just like, I'm so captivated by you oh. and your story and, like, how you just fucking slay and crush it. And I'm just like... <laughs> One, it's doable. It's if doable for anyone. It's totally if I doable. Can do it, anyone can do it. Trust me, because I had <sighs> all the cards stacked against me. Literally, I'm so <laughs> like in awe with you, because I'm like, this bitch is slaying. Like, <laughs> call me I, Buffy, girl. <laughs> She's like, they call me Buffy, and I was like, oh my god, I love that. Yes. No, but surely, like, I feel like it's so amazing with social media and like having these conversations because we get to like really hear the triumph and like how to like really honor the journey and trust the process and to embrace this human experience and recognize like how much one power we have to like how things flow in a way that you just have to like really believe in yourself and believe in the higher plan and to trust yourself and Mm -hmm. to trust like how things like they may not look the way that you think they're supposed to but they actually come back so much better yes and I feel like that's why I, I really wanted intuition to be a part of the method it's everything it's now. trusting yourself yes. it's really what it is mm. you know it's trusting that what you're feeling immediately your gut feeling about something is correct a hundred percent of the time mm-hmm. it's never wrong and it's never going to steal you in the wrong direction unless you start questioning it unless you let your brain get in the way or your heart get in the way or your hormones get in the way or whatever it is like 
if you just trust your intuition, you're going to be fine. Totally. And the solar plexus is such the gateway, too, of your mm-hmm. gut instincts. Like They work so well with the third eye and the intuition. And because we are becoming multisensory beings, mm-hmm. like it's so important to really navigate through that and trust that space. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. I really feel like... I mean, every step of the method is important. I always say, like, oh, love's the most important one. Discipline's the most willingness, because with all that, you don't have nothing. But, like, I really feel like intuition is, like, it's up there. So stop drinking fluoride, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> stop drinking fluoride water and using fluoride toothpaste, everyone. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, like, take back your power. Yes. Like, they're making baby water with fluoride. It makes no sense. Like, Babies don't even have teeth when they're like newborns. This <laughs> oh is so God. stupid. I didn't even think about that. It's like so stupid. I haven't stupid. been around a baby. Nobody lets me be around their babies. I'm not like, I'm never not oh, in yeah. that way, but like. I'm like, <laughs> no, just kidding. kidding. No, I just like. No, I, I saw that friends. at the store and I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's nuts. Like you turn around. I mean, and, and then, you know, I have a whole chapter in the book about green beauty and, and really just getting conscious about what you're mm-hmm. putting on. Cause it's, we have your to shower skin, and your skin's the we biggest have to shower organ, yeah. every day. So you might as well be conscious about what you're putting on your body mm-hmm. while you're doing that. And like, th- that's the point of the book is harnessing these choices we're already making, right? We're already eating. We're already deciding how much time we spend indoors or outdoors. We're already like surrounding ourselves with other people we're already showering we're already doing these hopefully, things hopefully <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe some of our friends at the festival yeah i was like oh wait i haven't showered no just kidding <laughs> you're good yeah i'm good i, I showered you smell and look great today um <laughs> you're doing great um <laughs> this is effortless baby no yeah, i'm just kidding <laughs> i woke up like this girl i literally woke up like this um <laughs> no but yeah i think it is important because yeah. like your skin's your largest organ too yeah. and that's something that like put like water filters on your showers like yes things like that like that I'm because I live in Joshua True where the water is shit yeah you know and it's like I'm really like oh my god there's so much lead in the water yes and when you'll see when you get water filters and you look at them two months later and they're black and you're like yeah I was gonna put this on my body I know but they're so I'm just so grateful I live in a time where there is awareness and there is social media and and there's a water filter you know what I mean if we were born in 1950 like I mean we might be okay by now because we're like in our 20s and 30s but like we you know we were born at a different time there was a lot less to yeah people were just i I always remember that scene in mad men i think it was like the first season in mad men when they were still kind of making all this social commentary and they all went out to a picnic and it's the scene where they're enjoying this picnic in like the the early 1960s and they finished the picnic and it's like all plastic and they literally just go like this with a picnic blanket and they fold it up and they put it away and they leave all the trash on the lawn that they just like enjoyed on the scene and then they just walk away and like that's the end of the episode and I was just like Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so it's many people in the fault. 60s fucked us it's your <laughs> fault we're cleaning up your mess that's the thing of like yeah. oh millennials you guys think you're like so privileged it's like no we're cleaning up your shit <laughs> you assholes left us so much shit yeah we're cleaning up your shit assholes <laughs> like your gas and your plastic and yeah, your mess yeah fuck off oh god. my god i when we were born like staten island was basically a garbage dump oh for sure you know oh I mean? yeah staten island for sure i have family in new york yeah i've heard oh yeah for yeah. sure and i mean that's where we were putting all of our garbage and now it's just like going i don't know where the fuck they're putting i know it. and Who they're just knows? it's 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's why, like, even, like, I remember when I was in Thailand and stuff, how they burn a lot of their trash, but still going in the ozone layer yeah, and, like, but things uh, like They that. do it on islands. They do it on Huahene, the island I went to in Tahiti and stuff. But honestly, I think it's better than – because even their only other option is transporting it off the island, mm-hmm. and you know it falls in the ocean oh, yeah. and all this other sh- – and then the gas from yeah. – like, it is kind of – if it's – if every little family is doing it and there's only one person in one little garbage can, like yeah. – well, I'm actually really pr- proud of myself because I'm almost zero waste. Like nice I'm doing girl. really well. Like Yay. I have the small, small trash can, uh-huh. and I take that out like maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And then my recycling, I take out which is the bigger size. Mm-hmm. I take out like every three weeks, once a month. Nice. I wish I'm still throwing out so much shit from. Yeah. After my <laughs> breakup, that I definitely am not zero waste right yeah, now. Yeah, but you're you're on. But, but it's something you're consciously or actively striving for, and like buying yes. more bulk and yes. like and like my like compost that. just turned into a garden. So yes. there's that. <laughs> my compost is almost full, is like I'm just getting back home from here and yeah. I start turning it for the next month. I so. just started putting my like peels and stuff and my fruit in those pots. You can see it from out here, and it just yeah. turned it just like sprouted and turned cool. into a garden. And wow. I was like. Oh, amazing. Huh. Well, that's what happens. Wow, <laughs> what a concept. A <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> yeah. It just Everyone should start composting if Definitely. you have, like, if you can. Yeah. Well, you can. You yeah. Know, I feel a like lot of people can. are like, we don't have a backyard area to put yeah, it in. Yeah, but wherever your trash is, like, I yeah. don't think your landlord would mind if you just put, like, a little compost. This is part of you getting act, becoming activist becoming and, like, activist. speaking up. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Like, nothing's going to change if you don't start the change. Like, who's mm-hmm. going to say, no, I don't want to com- we don't want to compost in our apartment complex or That's whatever. That's insane. Yeah, I remember first seeing that, like, 12 years ago when I was in Santa Cruz, I went to like go visit my friend and they're super hippie. And I'm like, oh my God, compost? What is this? Like, yeah. But that was just a lack of awareness, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. We all have to do that. I didn't, you know, I feel like I didn't know anything like oh. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, welcome. This is life. <laughs> uh, my name's Sabrina. We're sitting here in your house. Yeah. Like, this is how we do things. It's so crazy. It's even crazy to say that. Like my house, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's very, I'm sure you, cause you own yours too. I'm yeah. Sure it's very like, whoa, what? My house? Yeah. I'm having like, people like come through and like we're, we're gonna like i'm telling you ever since doing that live with luke i'm like dude i want everyone just to come out to joshua tree for a weekend and like stoked. let's record he's gonna be talking about that podcast <laughs> forever <laughs> <laughs> he told me about that like immediately <laughs> he was like want to hear the coolest podcast i ever did oh, <laughs> well because so it was fun. so really it was really beautiful the day that me and luke recorded but they were doing like construction outside oh, and he's yeah. like i'm gonna get a place that's not here <laughs> yeah he's like all about going to topanga right now yeah i know i'm really i hope he does which I is cool like we're all realizing like yeah go back to nature get out of the city yeah get out i like to do like just like i said i like to pass through yeah i go to santa monica i just gotta go say hey to sahara and Uh then that's that and then i just like all right i'm going back to joshua tree see you later yeah exactly um but anyways so yeah so let's do i want to ask a couple quick questions like lightning round yeah Okay, so other than the hawk that's hanging out with you, telling you how, like, you're going to, like, continue to take over the world, (laughs) what are some of your other uh, spirit messengers? Oh, that's really nice. So my dogs. So isn't that really weird how you asked me that and they just came in? Um, Definitely my dogs. Like, they always – it's so weird because they're both adopted and I feel like they just came into my life in these really weird ways. I got them both – um, with people I was previously with, but both toxic relationships, right? And they're kind of like the best things that came out of them. And then they're like my little spirit guides every day. I, I feel like that. they, we chose each other for real. Oh my God. I can't wait to sleep bed right now. I can't even. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't seen my dog in two weeks. I'm like oh going no, crazy. It's baby. like, I'm like going nuts. So I'm like going to cry. Okay. Oh no, I get it. <sighs> okay. So, um, <laughs> what would you tell younger Tara today? Oh. 
So which, how old is she? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So the big thing I feel like I would definitely tell her is that you're not broken. And there's nothing wrong with you. And that everything that you think is wrong with you are just labels that other people are putting on you because they're uncomfortable with parts of you in this moment at this time. You know, the same parts that people are labeling and medicating you for are things that are going to bring you the most joy in the future. Fuck yeah. That's what I would tell her because she probably wouldn't believe me, but I would tell her anyway. <laughs> You're listening, bitch. Let me tell <laughs> yeah. you. Oh, my I God. Know. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to feel into that. That's so yeah. beautiful. What would you say is one book that completely changed your life? Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, for sure. That's, like, why I'm in San Diego is because the oh, self-realization temple's here. And, I mean, not why, but when I first it called came you. off. It called me. When I first got off the train in Encinitas, I looked to my right, and the temple was right there. Dude, I spent so much time at SRF. Oh, so my, I, my yoga studio that I used to teach at and trained at in, in Encinitas. Oh, I like, know it is. I mean, I, I don't know. yoga. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. So, I, that, like, you could feel the Yogananda presence. That's why I feel so drawn to North Carolina. What's Diego so funny too. is when I first moved right there, I um, what I was just saying, I know which one. I don't know which one. I was just actually gonna say that there's so many around there. Like yeah. when I first got there, I typed in like yoga studio, and I like within like the one mile radius around me, it was like, like the own capital. Are you kidding me? There's so much in Encinitas, so much yoga. It's the best. It was like a hundred places popped up. Yeah, that's why this place always has a special place in my heart. Um, awesome. Okay, so. What would be, like, one takeaway you would hope someone would have with your book, Wild Habits? I feel like I want people – my greatest hope with this book is that people feel like they have the tools to conquer anything. That's honestly my greatest hope, that they get to the place that I'm at right now where I'm like, bring it on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The worst possible things, I I think, have already happened to me, and if worse things happen to me in the future, I at least know how to – deal with them at this point you've got your toolkit i've got my toolkit you know um and i know how to at least live a life where i'm not bringing drama in unnecessarily or focusing on anything that's gonna steer me off my path and that's my greatest hope for other people when they finish the book i love that yeah yeah and then what would be one piece of advice or anything that's coming to you that you feel like needs to be shared People need to get out, like, go for a walk. Just if you're listening to this and you're not already on a walk right now or outside or enjoying nature, like, just do it. That's the one thing I remind everyone. It's the number one, um, I mean, I have a list in the book, like, two or three pages of wild habit examples. But the first one is just go on a walk. Yeah. And it changes everything. It really does. You're not going to be the same person when you come back from Mm -hmm. your walk. So just do it. Awesome. And then where can we find more about you, Wild Habits, your like conglomerate empire of like genetics and blogs and books and everything? Um, you can find more information at wildhabitsbook.com and you can follow me at Tara A. Mackey on Instagram and Twitter and The Organic Life blog on Facebook. Your website? And my website is theorganiclifeblog.com. Yeah, and you should definitely all check it out because I just love you so much. Oh, I love you too, Sabrina. I'm so happy we got to do this. Oh, no, so so This is my second live podcast ever. My first one was with Luke, and this is my first one ever at my house. Yeah. Thank you for coming over. Oh, my God. (laughs) Any excuse to come to San Diego on there? That's why I was like, dude, I got to take advantage of this. And then when I saw where you lived, I was like, Oh my god! I can like see my old apartment from here. This yeah. is nuts. <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly where I'm supposed to be. This yes. is definitely where I parks my car. Yes, yes. So I just thank you for like all the work you're doing and for you showing up and like your passion 
and your commitment Aww. and like yeah I just I'm just so grateful you're in my life and Aww. it's just been so fun I'm so grateful you're in my life and thank you for holding this space for me and thank you for having me on I'm so glad we got to do it this way we've been talking I know we've been talking about this for months for months months like since last year yeah since yeah. the trees mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's like November uh, but it's, it's effortless and everything Organic. happens for a reason. My book comes out in a week, so clearly we were supposed to do this right now. So, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Go yeah. check out Tara if you haven't, because like she's the bee's knees. Oh, you're the and best. And she's girl. saving the bees <laughs> just by her presence and her radiance. <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> Love y'all. Thanks Love for y'all. listening. Take care. Okay, so literally Tara Mackey is like one of my favorite people ever and it was so powerful, this episode. It's not often I get to talk about activism and spirituality and cannabis and psychedelics and business, literally all of my favorite topics and this is why Tara is a soul sister and I just love her and I'm, I just am so grateful for her presence and her commitment to serve and I mean come on how great was this episode so if you loved it I would love to see your screenshots tag Tara and myself at Sabrina Riccio and at Tara Mackey and we want to know who's watching who's listening we want to see you and we want to be here for you I mean we're here to really shift our habits and our perception of this world And so it all starts with you and trust us if we can do it, you can do it too. So thanks again for tuning in. If you haven't yet subscribed, if you want to leave a review and if you have the time, I would love that. If anyone who leaves a review and sends a screenshot over to hello at shamanessagadessa.guru, I will be picking someone by the end of this month to do a free soul activation reading with me. I'm not doing one-on-ones, one-time sessions anymore. I'm shifting it all to more group work and long-term one-on-one groups. So if you've always wanted to work with me and you wanted to have a session with me, this is your opportunity to subscribe to the Sovereign Society podcast on iTunes or on Spotify. Leave your review on iTunes and send a screenshot over to hello at shamanessagadessa.guru. All of it's in the show notes. And I will be choosing the winner by the end of the month. And so I'm really excited. Go get Tara's book, Wild Habits. I'm going to be finishing it up while I'm on vacation. And yeah, I'm just so honored. And she's just a badass. Like literally listen to all the things she's done. So you can do it. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll be seeing you next week. Have a good one. Satnam.